Looking to part ways with complicated, expensive, and uncertain shipping? Then give your business the edge it needs with USPS Ground Advantage shipping from the United States Postal Service. Keep everything simple with clear upfront pricing and no unexpected surcharges. Keep things affordable with some of the lowest prices out there and keep it all reliable with on-time ground shipments. It's time to turn shipping to your advantage. Learn how at usps.com advantage. USPS Ground Advantage, simple, affordable, reliable. This is Optimal Finance Daily, episode 1766, How to Buy Happiness, part two, by David Kane of raptitude.com. And I'm your host and personal finance enthusiast, Diana Merriam. Now today's post is a continuation from yesterday. So if you're new here, I'd recommend listening to yesterday's episode first. But if you're all caught up, let's hear part two and continue optimizing your life. How to Buy Happiness, part two, by David Kane of raptitude.com. We just have to remember that it's not the money that has value. Money has no value except what you can trade it for. Most of the time, we're trading our money for things, objects such as cars, shoes, and microwaves. Most of the rest of it is exchanged for services, bus rides, massages, carpet cleaning. But we purchase those goods and services only for the experiences they can lend us or spare us. Value amounts to positive experiences. Wealth is ultimately the capacity to create worthwhile experiences in life and to prevent bad experiences. There's nothing of value except experiences and assets that can continue to supply good experiences. That's all money's good for. If you can stay conscious of what the real life value of your purchase really is in terms of the experience it offers, then you can find enormous leverage in what investments you make. That's where we can really profit if we recognize that wealth is not actually money its capacity for quality of life. What really pays off depends on the person, but you can get a huge amount of mileage out of simply stopping to look at what form of value you're actually getting. All of it is going to amount to feelings anyway, but what feelings and how long do they last and are they going to create conditions that help make more in the future? There's way more to be gained by finding leverage in the kinds of experiences you spend your money on than there is in trying to increase your income or trying to maximize your financial return on investment. You can shop around all day trying to make 3% on your savings instead of 2.75 and then go eat a forgettable meal at Applebee's just because it's Friday and obliterate a year's worth of gains. It's the same mentality shared by the people who drive across town to the gas station that's selling fuel a few cents cheaper. They don't know where the value lies. They react to numbers. Lessons from chocolate. For most of us middle-classers, our greatest financial leverage is not in what mutual funds we buy, but in how we gauge the real-life value of our consumer purchases. You can multiply what you get out of your discretionary income by asking, what form does this value come in in terms of experiences? How long does it last? 
will it leave me with some kind of value-producing asset, such as a skill or a tool? The cost of something is not limited to the amount of money you forfeit for it. Purchases often come with negative total value. Yesterday, while at the grocery store, I had a lapse, and I threw a large bar of dark chocolate into my basket. I'm eating it as I write this, and I'm excited for it to be gone so I don't have to look at it anymore. It's really not that great, and I don't feel good right now. The best part was the first two bites, which in terms of actual value only yields about 15 seconds of pretty modest pleasure. But it's here, and I don't really feel like putting it back in the fridge. The moment when I was in the chocolate aisle deciding which flavor to grab, that was a moment where I wielded a great amount of leverage, if only over a small amount of money. All I need to make far better investments in future scenarios like it is to stay rational when I feel urges to buy chocolate. I need to realistically assess the value of what experiences I'm actually buying. I won't argue with what chocolate adds to your life. Some people swear some of their finest moments come while experiencing chocolate, but I know for me, it's a really terrible investment. The net value is less than zero. I'm a little bit fatter, all its positive value is gone, and I'm left with the liabilities. I would have gotten more net value out of throwing a $2 coin in the river than I did by eating a giant mid-quality chocolate bar by myself. Don't wait until you're in front of the chocolate to make these assessments. Look through some receipts. What was the real life value there? What form is it in? What remains of it? Would you rather give that value back and have the cash in hand again? What liabilities does it come with? You might think you already do this kind of evaluation, but it's unlikely. We buy things for all kinds of reasons, and it's usually quite unconscious. You put something on the grocery list because you're used to having it and you're out of it. Then you buy it because it's on the list. The cycle renews itself without your ever considering what you're actually adding to your life for that money. Right beside my laptop, there are several fistfuls of receipts. A single wad of those receipts, which we tend to think of as near garbage, probably represents the expenditure of a similarly sized wad of cash in 20s and 50s. All that money is gone, and I hope my life still contains something to show for it. But most of it is probably gone without a trace. That's good news though, because I know the next wad will leave a lot more behind if I remember that all we can ever really buy is quality of life. You just listened to part two of the post titled How to Buy Happiness by David Kane of raptitude.com. Looking to part ways with complicated, expensive, and uncertain shipping? Then give your business the edge it needs with USPS Ground Advantage Shipping from the United States Postal Service. Keep everything simple with clear upfront pricing and no unexpected surcharges. Keep things affordable with some of the lowest prices out there and keep it all reliable with on-time ground shipments. It's time to turn shipping to your advantage. Learn how at usps.com advantage. USPS Ground Advantage, simple, affordable, reliable. If you've been using Mint to manage your finances, I've got some bad news. Mint is shutting down. But now for the good news. There's a better alternative. Our sponsor, Monarch Money. Mint users are turning to Monarch Money and loving it. 
Maybe you're saving for a down payment, a wedding, a dream vacation, your kid's college. I've found that Monarch makes it so easy to help you reach your financial goals, whatever they are. I definitely wouldn't be able to allocate my finances or plan as clearly without help from Monarch. In fact, Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all of your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com OFD. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com OFD. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash OFD for your extended 30-day free trial. Making decisions on what is worth spending our money on is something I think we get better at over time. Most of the time, we make assumptions about how a purchase will make us feel. Then when we don't feel that way after the purchase, we tend to beat ourselves up over it. David bought that chocolate bar probably because he was overestimating the pleasure he would get from it. And then he had the experience and realized he was wrong. Rather than feeling regret over that, why not see it as valuable information? Now David knows that the chocolate bar isn't worth the money. So next time he's about to make the decision to buy or not to buy, he can think back on what he learned from last time. We're never going to be perfect in how we spend our money but we shouldn't be aiming for perfection anyway. Progress is the name of the game here, and that's much more attainable than perfection. When I have a spending regret, I remind myself that I can always make more money, but I will never get back the time I'm using to feel bad about myself. For example, this year, my Midwestern gentleman and I went on an extravagant vacation to the Grand Canyon and Sedona. At the time, I didn't have a lot of mental bandwidth to plan the most cost-effective vacation. So I threw caution to the wind and just booked stuff that was convenient and recommended. This vacation cost us thousands of dollars. And when I drop that kind of money, my expectations of the value of the experience are often way too high. We stayed at the El Tovar Hotel at the South Rim of the Grand Canyon which in my opinion was not worth the money. Also, the only food options were subpar and expensive. But I lived and I learned, and I was able to console myself by considering what I'll do differently next time. Next time, I'm renting an RV and bringing all of my own food. Lesson learned. And that's another episode and weekend of Optimal Finance Daily in the books. Thank you for your support and for listening every day. I'll be back with more posts for you on Monday. So have a great rest of your weekend and I'll catch you tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.